I don't know what to say. It's been a long road, getting from there to here. It's been a long time, but my time is finally near. And I can feel the change in the wind right now. Nothing's in my oh damn it no 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 that's not the right song lyrics to kick off the ending. They're not gonna hold me down no more no 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 no. Show some respect. It's time to talk about the final episode of Deep Space Nine on the rules of acquisition. Alright. Hello and welcome to the rules of acquisition, a podcast where we have gone through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the greatest of the Star Treks and a, you know, a prequel to TV that is done later in a manner. Uh, wow, that's how you're, that's how you're going to end it, the final episode, and that's what I'm going with. Anyways, <laughs> my name is Wade Bowen, and with me... As always, is James Nolan. Hey, how's it going? It's all right. Uh, and Hugh Crawford. Hey. Hey. Yeah, this is it. This is the final. We're at the end of all the Deep Space Nines. This, we're going through what you leave behind. Real quick, I only had a chance to watch the first 60 minutes of the episode, which I thought went by relatively tightly. You know, all things go good, solid C work. <laughs> and I assume, and I was glad that it didn't descend into weird Bible man, uh, like level uh, theatrics. Uh, uh, uh-huh. So, um, I assume that the rest of that, that, that stood for the rest of the 30 minutes I didn't watch, so tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Bible man, Bible man, you say, uh, starring Charles in Charge's friend, that, that Bible man? Was yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, just to let you off the hook, yeah, that didn't happen at all, so uh, cool. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, this is, as Wade was getting to, this is episode 25 of season seven this is what you leave behind the last episode of star trek deep space nine it originally aired on june 2nd 1999 and who boy i was thinking about all the shows the great shows that this is closer to than the present Uh like right now oh yeah like deadwood premieres what like five years later yeah no not even no it's it's not even that far well three yeah yeah, three Battlestar Galactica is like what three years later? Mm-hmm. If that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! If if that, I mean, there's the Flight of the Concords was I was I'm like I I own that uh-huh. because I <laughs> because I own it because it came out on iTunes in like 2007 and I bought that first season, uh-huh. so oh. I was looking at my through my iTunes account and that was like that's 2007. That's eight years. Later than this, which uh-huh. means which means the premiere of two of Flight of the Concords is closer to the finale of Deep Space Nine than we are to the Holy finale of, wow. of Flight yeah. of the Concords. That's what I'm saying. That's like, yeah, mm-hmm. this show ended and TV like I guess just started changing immediately. It, yeah. it really uh, changed the landscape, didn't it? Well, it I mean, show. This show did it right. <laughs> yeah, boy, I was such a summer child when when I. When, <laughs> I and I guess wait, wait a minute. The West Wing that those first like the salad that days of the West Wing were that was ninety nine. Yeah. That, that was so that was like concurrent. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, so, uh, the Sopranos yeah. were mostly concurrent. Or, well, I mean, like I think they started in 
late 99. I may be wrong on that, but it's yeah. 99 or 2000. So Right. Yeah, The Sopranos is just starting up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to get to the IMDb description real quick because okay. I, I got distracted because of the 1999 when I usually read no, the date. No, that's, so. a, that's a very inner, that's kind of blown. I was dating my wife by then. So that's how that makes me feel old now that we're a bit talking about it. Man, I was. Yeah, no, that's a little personal information. <laughs> and I know that when none of us were watching this as it aired. Nope, nope, I <laughs> caught up later. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I maybe watched a few and, re- yeah. like, I had dropped off, I, I watched, and I was like, oh shit, worse on the show oh, we now. Had all, we had all, like, I had started out with it, and then I dropped off after, like, you know, very early on, because just, mm-hmm. just you know, teenage life into adult life, sure, got sure. busy. Yeah. Um, there, I think maybe I'd finally gotten busy by the time this year. No, sorry. That was personal. <laughs> this is. I'm not uh, sure, this, though. It could, it could have been on either side of that. I'm not the sure. The summary As the Dominion War comes to an end, Ducat goes to the Paw Wraiths to awaken them. Meanwhile, the Dominion uh, turn on the rebellion Cardassians, destroying them city by city. Will the Rebel Alliance prevail over the Dominion? Will Garrick and the Rebel- Rebellion stop them before the destruction of Cardassia? Will Cisco stop the Paw the Wraiths from rising? That is the last episode's description. Uh-huh. The episode before that, because we're combining them. I'm sorry, I didn't. No, well, that's it. It's yeah. the Dogs of War, and then what we I leave mean, behind. This just, just has one. Like, I don't even think that's considered a healthy part one and part two of it. So like, I think I it's just one long TV movie, really, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was, okay, cards on the table. This wasn't as bad as I remembered it. Um, <laughs> when I watched it. When I watched it the first time, I was really bothered by how it ended. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like James sort of alluded to before. Yeah, I mean, this... The the cheesy Hellfire Bible Man uh, stuff at the (laughs) end. And then sort of like the hasty exit of Cisco, just like in general. Like, he he was like... Right. He was so anti-quiet. Quick, I gotta go. Um, And then he's there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they they jumped into like discovery time lot like <laughs> like oh we got to be there well they're in a minute you know like sure I mean, we can unpack all that later I'm just right. my my point was this was not as bad as I remember this is some of these characters were actually served bet with better exits than I remember mm-hmm. yeah like there's there are some definite weak sauce parts of this episode uh, firecase uh, but you know. Overall, like even for that stuff, you even watching it, and you're like, "Well, this this could have been better," but it's still, I you know, I found it still even with the faults, it was emotionally effective as a closer. I finished watching it, and I was like, "Well, that wasn't perfect, but I'm sad to see my f- space friends go now." And you know, well, I mean, there are some some characters that were never treated well throughout the entire of the series, mm-hmm. and they Dax and, and Bashir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. were mishandled for seven seven years respectively on and off sure and you know a, a few times each character might have had their day in the sun i mean i know the fans some fans ended up liking bashir for some reason mm-hmm. like bashir is a fan favorite and i yeah, after yeah watching this and doing <laughs> yeah. this podcast for three and a half years <laughs> i still do not understand why bashir is anybody's i don't either favorite. Yeah. like I, yeah. that's he unf- had some good moments in this episode but yeah, I understand. No, that's. I, I think he did. I, I think he. Don't d- think I think. He did. I think. Uh, I think. Alexander Sadiq had some f- good moments he, in this episode. This is this episode is where Julian breaks up with his boyfriends. Yeah, 
That's what he, that's what this is, this is. Julia breaks up with his boyfriends, <laughs> or his boyfriends break up with him. Uh, right. Yes, yeah. his boyfriends break yeah. up with him. And I found that a little bit, you know, effective. I thought it had more to say about his boyfriends, and he was just kind of watching it happen to him. Yeah, which is fine. Finally, let shit just happen to him, and instead of oh, because it's about O'Brien being sad about leaving his friend behind, and you know that's more interesting than watching Julian be sad. I thought Garrett was well served. Because, you know... They gave him a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they gave him, like, a something to think that wasn't fucking... Yes. Cranberry sauce, you know? So... Yes. Yeah. It was everything... It was complicated... Like, it was complicated like Garrett himself. His uh-huh. feelings towards how everything ended. Sure, This was yeah, not, yeah. like, a happy ending for him. Mm-hmm. This was something else. It's bittersweet. Yeah, he finally gets to go home, and it's, like... It's home. It's not there. And yeah. it's this sort of faith in his ideals are shook, and that's never like a pretty thing, you know. Like right, deconversions right. are are not are not nice. Yeah. And and so I think that yeah, getting that give him that sort of beat, and that he's he really is kind of like right um, isolated or removed from his culture in some way. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. And yeah, overall, I'd say almost Garrick as a character might be the most complete well-rounded arc out of anybody in the full sh- like who he is at the beginning when they introduce him he's in exile and he's bummed and he wants to go back it they don't have to rewrite and redefine who Garrick is that much mm-hmm. when you compare where where he starts his journey at the beginning of the show and where he ends with this it's a pretty effective kind of yeah arc yeah you know? I, I agree and this in was fact good. I think that probably that's a great point. I've been reflecting back on a lot of, like, what's my attachment to Deep Space Nine and what is the nature of my attachment. And one of them is that they really served the secondary characters, mm-hmm. uh, tertiary characters almost, really, really well. I mean, you think of the great characters like Martok and Garrick. I mean, Garrick is a tertiary or a secondary right, character. Right. He's a Jake-level character. Yep. And... and well, Jake's not real served at all, but um, yeah, yeah, but, Jake's got top billing, and yeah. Garrick is a special <sighs> guest. <laughs> but um, that is like a feather in their cap. They did a good job of creating memorable tertiary, secondary, and tertiary characters that shined and had arcs. Mm-hmm. The primary characters, on the other hand, but we'll get to that, you know. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Garrick. Then and- we had more attachment to Garrick than we did Dax in this episode yeah. is rather jarring and, 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 but yeah, I'll just, I'll leave yeah, that there. Yeah. Yeah. Dax, <laughs> none of us is going to say, argue that, uh, Dax, any mm. Dax was well served in this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, but yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. D- any other like overall thoughts about it? <sighs> no, I mean, I liked how def like definite, it was for mm-hmm. the endings for some people. It was. Mm-hmm. I thought that you know th- this is where they're going to put Worf. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh yeah, you know Worf and like like James said, Worf and Martok got the, like their scenes together with the Ad- Admiral Ham Sandwich, and mm. <laughs> it, it seemed I I do like the one part where Cisco's like irritated and tells everybody let's get on with it. <laughs> he's like talking to his boss and the Chancellor of the Klingon Empire, <laughs> and he's a captain of this like a crummy little ship i just thought that was it was pretty fun yeah yeah 
It was fun. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Spineless Admiral Ham Sandwich can get, just get pushed around by a captain. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, we've already, uh, everybody says we're going to lose uh, the amount of life we'll lose. And, <laughs> yeah. And he's like that Cisco's boss. like, just do it. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that boss that has just failed upwards and just like, I, I don't know what to do. And then like, oh, his underling, is the guy below him is just like, look, I'm the guy that just runs shit for real because I know. And it goes, I don't know. And he's like, okay, okay, we'll do what you Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm trying to sort of gather my thoughts on it. I don't know if I if I have a you know sort of a total sort of grasp on it. Mm-hmm. I'm left with the new renewed feeling of that they didn't that that Cisco isn't like they 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 that they sort of muffed the handling of Cisco in the end. Oh, they did. They did. And so the, and that I don't know. I think that that is more stark to me in this sort of reviewing and as I got to the ending and, and as I just kind of watched it. And so I, I don't, you know, so it's sort of, I do think that you're right. I think that things are well handled. I think that a lot of the story beats work really well as the action war thing in the beginning. I think it was tightly edited at the first 60 minutes, like I said. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like then there was, and then they just had like, Oh, what about all this other stuff? And it was just, I don't know. Yeah. It was it just very like... poor served to do something so big as to turn a Starfleet captain into a space god. Like, to do it in that way and deploy it in that way seemed, I don't, I mean, I don't he's know. Just a, he's just a pawn of fate. He's not yeah. even. Yeah. Right, right. He's just yeah. fulfilling somebody else's plan for him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It felt like to me, like, they broke, they like, oh, we know it's Cisco's going to end game is going to be and they're like all right well we know that and we're going to set that aside now we're going to write this dominion war end and and we're, they do a certain amount of work to pull that off and then they're like okay we got that out of the way oh we have this stuff we said we're doing with cisco and then let's just throw it together and, and you're right it does feel kind of dashed off and it's not the he's not really well served because it's like oh we knew this was what we're gonna do and now we're doing what we knew we we're gonna do and it's like well that's just it's half-baked and it's like great yeah and uh, part of me was like do you think they thought well we said before like oh did did they thought they were gonna get a movie or they hoped they might get a movie not I mean, according not i don't a, know this feels pretty definite yeah not according to everything on the end the okay so they were going to i, th- I feel like they knew that they weren't gonna get a movie but maybe they're holding out a little bit of hope that maybe it would it would yeah do- nobody was talk. nobody was talking about doing a movie yeah, but maybe if we really leave it like this, maybe and it and if it for some reason picks up, if you're we asking might get about it. the re-return thing, that actually is a story uh, that Cisco says I'll return or whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was um, him being pissed about him being. That him. was yeah. Avery Brooks being pissed about the ending on a black father abandoning his son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, filmed it and then made them change it. And the added that in was the compromise. Uh, um, so yeah, he does yeah. all this work where he has this representation on screen that nobody else is doing, and still mm-hmm. nobody's doing. Right. Still, like twenty years later, we hardly ever see. We hardly ever see. You know his. Yeah. You know, unless people of color. Unless it's you, niche people of color shows. Uh, you know? or, and I, don't, I hate to call that niche, but yeah. Or it's. <laughs> I'll tell you what does it the, the the flash on the CW. Oh yeah, that's true. It, it's weird. It's the the black father who's also his 
adopted son's father-in-law. That gets weird, mm-hmm. weird, weird and squicky, but they don't. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, part, of Fla- <laughs> there's part of Flash that t- takes place on the Pornhub website. So. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, oh, it's his adopted sister, and, <laughs> I'm then, your yeah. and he calls him dad, but he's also his father-in-law. But that's fine. But that, well, that show is not a one we do a podcast on, but. There's a character on that show named Cisco, and they're the writers are clearly nerds that are big Deep Chase Nine fans. There's what? A, they, really? Well, that wasn't the case when we started this podcast. Oh yeah, when we were we were pointing. Yeah, are we sure right? that the character in the book's not named Cisco in the comic book? Like, are we sure that? It's, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, they're big nerds that write on that show for whatever, and I'm pretty sure they're big Deep Chase. But Nine. it's not common. Like my 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 point was, it's not commonplace to the point no. where. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, and so yeah. I like for him to be outraged is fully justified for sure. And for sure. It, well, they don't even have a fucking scene in this episode. I don't think who Jake and yeah, yeah. they don't have like a yeah. did this did the writing was there any were there any people of color on the writing staff? Oh, fuck no. I mean, I guess Renee Shabari is Cuban, but so he's you know he's you know of Latino heritage, but um, right they didn't have any. Man, uh, talk about a community that's underserved on Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Latino or no, the black. Yeah, uh, well, both. But <laughs> I mean, Latino, I guess, is what I'm non-white, non-white males. That community yeah, yeah. is. is yeah, is I mean, well, they're, yeah, yeah, they're doing better now about representation, sure, yeah. but. But sure. They're poorer in other areas. But mm-hmm. for but for thirty years, bald yeah. men had better representation on Star Trek <laughs> than than Latino. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That that's where I'm at on this, and so I'm left with, you know, I think I, you know, to the surprise of no one, you know, with all of the sort of critical sort of th- threads that I've been I've been carrying, but I think at the end I was just sort of, you know, it's to be such a mess at the ending, you know, and it was clear that they were going to be that they just didn't build to this rather fantastical resolution yeah and then to have to resort to this the level of filmmaking that they resorted to in those last scenes in the fire cave it it's a bummer i mean it's not a you know it's a bummer but it's not like a you know a game of thrones level bummer but it is sort of you because you know but cisco is ill-served in those moments there is actually a technical problem in that area which i want to know more about but it said that uh, in the fight, when Cisco, when Avery Brooks and Mark Alamo are fighting, he put Mark Alamo in the hospital for a while. Oh shit! When when he's going <laughs> to the bottom and fighting the Balrog, that that fight. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they were. He said he accidentally punched him. And Mark Alamo had like two days off. Oh shit! Like, they had to like three like a, or four. I was I was actually gonna say there was one specific there was one actual punch that looked so good, and I was like, <laughs> that's weird for that's weird for you know. And then the to other have. ones the other ones looked so bad. And then Cisco, <laughs> then he, then uh, Avery Brooks said, "Well, I have to leave because I have a previous engagement," and so left and couldn't wait for Mark. Galamo to heal, so we had to come in and pick it up afterwards and not film together. Uh, and that seems like that might be like an explanation for maybe other things uh, that happened on set. That makes sense. But they didn't film it together after that fight. Huh. And so the, it is kind of like a edit room stitch up, uh-huh. you know. So they're having to use probably imperfect shots and imperfect matches. And I get that, but yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, 
I mean, it's it's some of the worst stuff in the show. There is even that moment where she picks up the book and then like a grip over the camera, like pulls it out of her hands. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like you're just kind of like cut to, and they have a jump cut to like uh Dukan yeah. holding the book. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like yes, old early Uncle Milty yeah. sort of this tricks. This did have some of some of the best matte paintings though. Oh, it um, did. oh that there's <laughs> Those sweet CD-ROM scenes in the fire caves were my favorite. But uh. well, I'm talking like Cardassia destroyed and stuff. No, there were some good stuff too. Yeah, yeah, they did. uh, They did repurpose. I mean, they did create quite a few unique shots. They did repurpose quite a few shots from specifically generations. I think there's a whole Klingon Ah. thing sequence in the battle that is lifted from generation. Star, uh, yeah, generations, and you know, there's. Best of, you know, there's a lot of elements yeah, yeah. that they took from other things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not all like you may have seen this stuff before, <laughs> right? They they use any cuts from Wrath of Khan like they've used before? Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, yeah. But the space fights, especially for the time, uh, the you know the it's re- yeah. ship space fights are pretty good. Mm-hmm. They're more dynamic than any space fights on Discovery. That that well, never mind. I don't need to bring that up. <laughs> Season two ended with a bunch of pew pew pew, and it was like, all right, but this was better. <laughs> yeah, no, and it and that part was well done, where you had the, you know, when you're doing the the war movie thing, where the mm-hmm. guys on the ground, the te- you know, yellow team and blue team have these jobs, so the red team, so that this is there, and like you know, so they did a good job of sort of setting all of that up and the Damar stuff. I mean, I was really. You know, that's not... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, like, roll my eyes at that. That's not easy stuff to write or execute effectively. Um, that kind of level of military, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so, it, you know, they did a really good job of that and bringing all of those stories together. That's the storyline that works. I mean, the, yeah. in the, the culmination of the Dominion War is a storyline that works the most. Where the most threads in the 10-part epic were tied together, I think, satisfactory with two clear dangling threads right what was the what what at the end of the day what was the point i guess of of all of it of the <sighs> dominion war itself for what it, it what was it, did they just because it was it would be neat to see what the federation was like during wartime part of that and then just like what happens when the federation comes up against another entity as big as it yeah with the dark mirror know. thing yeah, yeah, well yeah. okay so what but the why f- but but why war? Like, why have a... Because Gene said they couldn't do it. Yeah. They couldn't have wars. I don't know. Yeah, there's this... Okay, so I am halfway thinking... Uh, we're recording this after the Picard trailer came out. and Which lakes that it's the big Bork story. Or at least they're feigning that to be the case. And then I'm thinking, like... It's the, probably the case when you yeah, look at the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, the Borg maybe ruined star trek sure because it made it about like the big villain because they had a lit you know because when they came on that episode with the borg i mean that's a that's a truly relentless villain mm-hmm. in that episode or in all of those episodes like they're they're well executed in all all of those episodes and are, are truly relentless and it seemed like it made like it got in the dna of star trek after that that star trek has big bads. Right, right. You know, they're always going up against the galactic, imp- you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I know that Khan 
maybe made a case for that, but Khan was like a one on one. He was a he was a character. Right? Yeah, he was an actual person with a story, but not like this right. sort of um like a villain group. And I just wonder if the point of the Dominion was to create was just to outdo what you did before, you know? Yeah. Just Borg, but more. And so I, I think. I mean, I, yeah. I think we talked think, about the Dominion and I, what they were. I like the Dominion as an idea for a bad guy and story possibilities more than I'd like, like the Maquis, for example. <laughs> yes. yeah. You know, um, because it is interesting. <laughs> They're basically space gangsters, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Well, I but think that I don't they know, don't... going to war with them. It doesn't say like they don't have much. They don't have a reason to be. At least at like on the Borg side, well, they, the sort of point was that it was it was a well, it was a, it was they, organic. They're, they're, it was a natural reason, thing. They were right. Well, the reason was like they dis like they are the only liquid creatures in existence, and mm-hmm. so they have to take over everything to ensure that they're to not over right. Yeah, right. over protection. Yeah, their fear of being eradicated in their history has led them to be and that you know, tied fascism, in, basically. And then that tied in somehow in the end. I'm not saying it didn't with the scene between Odo and his uh, mm-hmm. Mahi yeah, fucked. But it, yeah. it is still, um, still I, not that tied scene. <laughs> we should talk about that scene a little bit because there were some awkward vibes on that <laughs> oh, scene. Oh, yeah. For we'll, we'll, sure. yeah. yeah, we'll get in to start breaking scenes down in a minute. There's some, I mean, we don't need No, I was thinking that, that you're right that there's not like a. There's not like a bigger idea that that no. like there's not like a point where you're like, well, are they right? You know, even like even, you know, as much as over the time you're like, no, this Thanos thing is dumb. But like Thanos had an argument and had a point of view and a point of view that you had to kind of like stop and like sort of really, you know, like, you know, and sort of think know. about it. I think it. the Dominion and, has a point of view that's recognizable. I don't think they're fine. But it's not that. it's not engaging. It's just we're we're overprotective. Yeah. And so therefore we're meet bad guys. I mean that's not like there's not a secondary philosophy to that. They're not like a like we view the world this way and we want to create the universe in this image and that this is the right. benefits of why we would want to do that and that it comes from a like we view the world fundamentally differently than you do federation. And then you know there's scenes where you you go like wow, well, maybe that maybe that sex grandma's got a point. That never really happened. It was just like right. we're overprotective, and right. And well, our, I get the, I see their point bad. though. I mean, what I don't agree with it, but where led up to it. I mean, I, as much as I, I think it works as well, or as Thanos is dumb shit, honestly. But it's an, <laughs> it makes it makes more sense to me than Thanos does. It because it's it makes such a sense dumb for them as a person, but there's not like a bigger thought right. there. Yeah. The yeah. thought is, wow, this person, these people don't are venerable and don't want to be eradicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not like like there's not like anything to engage with there. What's so much more engaging about? I, I'm, I'm hung up because you said Thanos, like because he thinks that he can save. Because that's such a dumb. Because he thinks thing. that overpop. Well, you think I, I'm not arguing the merits of the idea, but it is an argument that the the universe is overpopulated and it needs to be cold like or the way you call gardens are finite. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like and that's, that's an, an argument that's an argument. That's the, but I mean to go back that argument is just as strong to me as like we have to protect ourselves. I'm not arguing which world. one's stronger or not stronger. I'm just saying that's an argument. 
well, the, the Dominion don't have an, like, there's not like a... That I, is okay. an argument. I mean, well... I, okay, okay I mean, like, let me just make, like, if, if the Dominion had a fundamental different view towards organisms, that organisms have to sort of uh, approach oneness, and the only way they can do that is if they're molecules can do that so they take over alien races and not just subjugate them and put them under their subjugation but then also try to like tinker with them to make them liquid or to experience this sort of thing to sort of help elevate them then that's at least i'm these are just off the top of my head but that's an that's a that, world view that's a fundamental view of the world if the federation wasn't there they would still be thinking i, that. I agree that's a worldview but i don't see where they don't have one Sorry. what what are what do the Dominion think they are offering the Cardassians? I, th- it's just they, a protection racket. Yeah, they're just it's, gangsters. But it's, exactly. It's, it's they're, they're just know, it's, st- it's still a point of view. I mean, yeah. It, no, you're it's, saying that they don't have this one thing doesn't mean they don't have a... Well, they don't have an ideology to offer anything. That's, other, this is like, just there's nothing right. to think about. No. It's a protection right. racket. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's like strength... You know, might is right type of thing. Like we're strong, so you you need yeah. to fall in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's pretty. That appeals to a whole fucking lot of people, though. Like, you I think know. you're trying to make my point into something that's not. I'm saying that like it would be nice if they had had that. Not that they don't have a personal like okay. point in the story. Right. I'm well, saying I thought you that, were saying that they didn't have anything. I was like, well, they have something. It's not what you want it to be. Yeah. So I wasn't saying that. I was saying that they don't have like a secondary idea. Yeah, yeah. Something that we can sort of chew over. I mean, you know, the Borg kind of do. The Vulcans do the, you know, like. Yeah. But no, like, you know, but the but the Klingons don't. And, you know. Yeah. Well, I, the Romulans don't. I guess we just disagree because I think you can chew over it. I can understand it as a emotional truth that to you know how people exist in the world and extrapolated large and use that's what the dominion kind of do yeah well there's yeah. still still i don't quite understand why they sent a bunch of other changelings into space if they're if their whole reason for existing is that they need to they don't trust anybody so they send a bunch of their young out in the space that seems kind of sort of like i never quite understood that well that was they sent them out a while ago to get information you can't just pull and you have to send feelers out to i guess we never we never we never made any we never met any other change lanes that could like tell us of their experience with information right. gathering or whatever like we met that one i don't know it seems like it was a, it, it was a missed opportunity it was a drop storyline really yeah, I guess. yeah. Mm-hmm. uh someone on i believe it was solid made gins and some sort of interview or on something said something along the lines of well they sent these people to learn about the world and they learned that, you know, Odo came and taught them that they could trust the solids, I guess. Uh-huh. But that seems like a, like, eh, really? Like, that's, I don't no, that, that, that's, that's one of the main uh, reasons for the end of the war, is that that's what he did by blinking with her or whatever at the, mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that... that didn't wasn't there. I'm saying it's not satisfying, but yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's. She d- even d- even even the goo grandma seemed pretty blasé about it after it happened. No, <laughs> no, no, I, just, just, no I think it's just that. Well, it, I don't know. That worked better for me than it did for you, I guess. Hmm. It happened quick, and it's quick. But that's what blinking is like. You know, just transfers information immediately, and understanding or whatever. But you know, if it doesn't sell you as well to you, that's fine. All right. No, I was saying that that was a he was he was saying that there was not a reason for uh, 
what the Dom- or they never gave us a reason for why the Dominion did that, and then she sort of completed the circle that they learned from Odo that that uh, there are some solids that can be trusted. Which uh, right, you know, right. I'm just saying that that's not. Yeah, yeah. and then by the na- the that's what's so great about Odo and Kira's relationship by him learning how to love like that, and that's what teaches. The solid, the link of the love because he could love a solid and that's part of it, I guess. Blah blah blah, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think the big takeaway, the big takeaway. Well, we're gonna break down the scenes because I have a lot of Kira related thoughts to this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it just opens with the postcoital shirt off. Uh, it's a little bit of for the ladies action with the naked Bashir and. Yeah. All right. He's been he's been smudging all her spots, especially on her neck and her uh, boob area. But mm. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know spots smudged. Well, they do in this scene. Uh, whatever. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, go go tell Mile about how you uh, got laid. And you know, it's like whatever. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. So we don't need to unpack this talk. too much. It's just no. ridiculous pillow yeah. talk that nobody <laughs> yeah. asked for. Right. It goes Star on Trek for a long time, and like I, th- I felt like that there was supposed to be a reveal that they fucked, but that was sort of implied by the end of the last episode. So I mean, right. it's nice to give it, but like they spend like a bit of time on it. Yeah, and I think it's because they don't have any, like I mean, like they just don't have anything for that character. Yeah, mm. I mean they have. Yeah, surprise, yeah. <laughs> surprise. Yeah. That's it. It's in keeping with with the yeah 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 previous whatever show episodes. Right. So, I mean, there's that. And then, uh, oh, they give the, oh, he thought you can have Earth. And Wei Yun's like, but I thought it was mine. It's like, yeah, come on. I'm just, I'm just feeding him a line. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he looks, uh, he looks so disappointed, a little dejected way. It's like she it. said that, uh, it's like that line from Game of Thrones where uh, Daenerys' brother is, I, I let his whole horde fuck you if it got me a crown. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that was, yeah. <laughs> oh little oh, oh little Wayun. Yeah right. They're getting ready to go to battle and Julian's got a shit eating grin on his face that uh Brian tells him to wipe off and uh, uh, uh Worf is happy for Ezri, but 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 I am going to kill him. Oh we know now that O'Brien has uh has gotten a tenured trek offer. Oh right, right. right. Uh, yeah, so he's he's going and he's going to leave when the war is over. Right. And he can't bear to tell his boyfriend cuz it's going to break his heart. Can uh, we can we talk about how like what if the feelings of a show that they didn't nail is the feeling that they're not coming back? Oh, when they're going off to like, win the war, really they're did. definitely going to win. It really did. Yeah. Like, everybody was just wearing their plot art. Like, they were like, oh, well, let me look at your plot armor. Yeah, yeah. like, they looked <laughs> nothing at this character. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, they were probably talking as if these are issues, but it was just... Right. You know, you just, it wasn't in their eyes. The pillow talk, they have, like, yeah. one, one moment where Ezri and Julian are like, we'll promise you'll come back. I promise. And, like, yeah, I believe that you promise and you believe you're gonna be true on it i don't know yeah it was, yeah yeah, yeah it was it was like that yeah yeah we talked the the ducat 
Kai wins that's pretty bad the her realization that she fucked Hitler and he just shows back up he's been a blind beggar on the streets and he's like all right I'm better now and she's like okay you're better now I'm ready to join the plot again <laughs> right like, I, I've spent my time in time out and now we're just gonna pick up I was like I don't know this this whole like oh we gotta pepper this in here but yeah, it was kind of weak sauce. And then go fish with Vic. Oh, we get, you know, we haven't seen Vic in so long. I know y'all were missing him. God. Uh, Quark is playing with Vic because I can't, yeah, have the final scenes be in Quark's bar. It's got to be at Vic's. And yeah. Yeah, uh, did you see who was at in uh, Vic's bar? Who? Iris Steven Bear. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the production. The, I think Mike pillar was too like the production staff was on in the uh, it was the it's like the office when the office ended and that like the little rap party like the people that were from the documentary were uh, the real right. producers of the show yeah when they're when quark is playing and the the band keeps walking behind to go on stage i was like fuck 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 don't play a song please don't play a song they didn't play a song thank god then they saved it for later, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like how many songs I'm gonna have to endure in this? Uh, just one that was kind of, yeah, Vic, whatever. The fire caves, oh, I never took time to visit the fire caves, uh, who cares? Uh, didn't Cisco go to them? Oh, no, oh, Brian, si- didn't O'Brien and then Keiko go? Didn't Keiko go to them? There was a time where because Keiko came back as a pirate, oh, something, r- right? Maybe she did go to the fire caves. <laughs> Fire camp, summer camp. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There was a time where Cisco was going to take Jake to the fire caves and he didn't want to go early on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who could blame him? <laughs> yeah, he wanted to hang out with his friends. Uh, that sounds like fucking lame, Dad. Uh, yeah, it turns out they are. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. The center needs reinforcement. It's weakness. Uh, she picks up <laughs> when uh, Salome, uh sex grandma picks up Broca by the neck. It's like, okay, well, clearly Broke is doing all the work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they're in the basement. Oh, we get more of Garrick and his, his, his gram gram. Yeah, <laughs> Mila. And, yeah. Uh, they got light sticks. Oh, man, the scenes are so fucking dark in there. It's like, all right. And then the savior of Cardassia is going to be a former Bajoran terrorist. How ironic. And But then they, to get back at the Cardassians, uh, Sekar's grandma, I guess, uh, basically reduces Lakarian city to ashes and there's like two million men women and children that are just wiped out and then garrick has a very dramatic intense if you chop off the snake's head chop off a snake's head and the body will die but, exactly uh <laughs> yeah and then her wiping out that city is basically what drives the cardassians to be like wait a minute fuck this and they all start kind of rebelling is there only one is she the only changeling in the alpha quadrant I think so. Since they got stuck, she yeah. I I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Since the wormhole closed down, um, the wormhole that I don't do we does the wormhole show up at all in this entire fucking episode? No. They don't use that wormhole effect once, which is weird. Mm, that is totally weird. Yeah. Right. You've got just copy paste. I know you. It, it can't cost you to reuse it. Well, wait. No. 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 It has to. It, I mean, they had to open up. Like, right. Because yeah. I mean, it did. They traveled to the gamma quadrant. Yeah. yeah. But we never we never see that effect, which is a weird thing for this show that started with the Bajoran wormhole being such a big deal, mm-hmm. and, and I guess it opens in the title credits. But that's it. That's it, which is weird. Yeah, like yeah, they're trying to yeah. 
if they had cut down like two minutes of that Vic song at the end and just maybe showed some maybe a runabout. Oh my going, god, but, that Vic song. <laughs> yeah, right. Oof. Oh my god. Yeah. I cannot. Sorry. I can't believe they took the time to do that. I know. I mean, like, that was not worth. That was not worth it. That's just they wanted to sit with it, and music can have an emotional effect if you like the mute songs, I guess, and it's nice slow down, but no you, yeah, like you could have spent that time showing the, the wormhole, you know, yeah, <laughs> or just deal with Cisco's exit better, yeah right. <laughs> give we give need three and a half minutes of Vic scene, everybody, uh, really, I think we could use some work on the Cisco stuff, no, no, three and a half minutes of Vic singing, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, Maybe one scene where, you know, Cassidy... No, Vic singing. Vic singing. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the barrel of 2309 for whoever wins the space fight and gets on the planet, blah, blah, blah. Damar's handsome. Yeah, that was, that was kind of a bummer, wasn't it? When they were on Cardassia. I think they did a good job of making us feel like yeah, yeah. That the victory was kind of... Right. Didn't feel good. Yeah. And and also humanity kind of came off kind of lame. Like we don't know how to party. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Uh, there's a thermal detonator. A little Star Wars thing that Mila's dies. They get captured. Uh, the Jem'Hadar kamikazing against blah blah blah. Uh, O'Brien gets his shoulder hurt because oh that's a little Easter because he's always blowing out his shoulder when he's uh, kayaking, right? Yep. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I do think it's get him to sick bay, and I'm like, dude, you're like gonna die, like what, like literally, like I don't, I, I think the best chance of of O'Brien not dying is him like doing his fucking job at running the spaceship, so, right? Like, Maybe if that wound seemed more grievous, you know, but he's like, well, he seems. He's he's, well, he's he's he's, I, he's bearing through it, so it seems like well, he's doing his job. Moving him to sick bed, like I'm not saying that you don't pull Pete, like, but there is like a you're in literally in the middle of a space fight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah like seemed, yeah, like like so we have he, to move him there, but it's like no, you, you have to move him to get someone else in that chair. Then you <laughs> move him, but like yeah, there's not like that little thing. He was like, no, I can stay here, and I'm like, no, you. Well, like what? Like why? Like I assume he was doing a job at a high level <laughs> right. over there, and if he if he's not doing that job, maybe you're fucked, and then he would die because he would explode. <laughs> so, right. um, I don't know, but no, yeah. you're you're not wrong. I just felt like it was, uh, yeah, nah, it was all right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was fine, but yeah, if, if it seemed like he was. Not doing his job as well, or he was going to die if they didn't take him to sick bay. That might have upped the stakes a little bit, but it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to murder any last words. Final words are not permitted, and the Cardassians flip and save the terrorist crew and uh, reawaken that patriotic spirit. And, and yeah. It's like uh, that scene in the Rocketeer where the where the mafia guys help the Rocketeer fight the Nazi guys. Yeah, <laughs> I like go the get it. I, go I haven't get seen it since it. I was eleven, but I think I like sure. the Rocketeer. Yeah, it's, I remember it being all right. I watched it after uh, I saw Captain America for the first one that was directed by the Rocketeer director. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, and this I watched it then, and it, it held up. It was good. It was Did it really? Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 
I guess a pretty good actor. And I mean, Jennifer Connelly's in it. Fucking Alan oh, yeah. Arkin yeah, yeah, is yeah, in yeah. it. Paul Servino. Like, it's got a... a Timothy, is it Timothy Dalton? Timothy Dalton is the bad guy, right? Is Errol Flynn, but a Nazi. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I remember being, like, as a kid, just being obsessed with it when, it, you know, just thinking of how it was great. It never really explains how it doesn't burn his asshole off, but <laughs> no. other right. than that, it works pretty fine. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, I mean, I liked it when I was 11, too, but I did have that same question. How come his <laughs> asshole is still intact? Uh but, uh, yeah. Man, I must have not been that great a critical thinker when I was 11. <laughs> yeah. I didn't give it a second thought. No, dude, you're just an 11 year old. You're like, clearly he's got an asbestos suit on. And he's fucking. <laughs> oh, I wrote all this shit down. Lano Kala Bosher, Lanu Novala, Parat Karana, Mokado Bajab, Kose, Nuso, Makora, Kajani, Lano Kala, Kos, Emojin, Fire. Oh, sorry. That's going to go in the remake. This stuff is so. This stuff is so dumb. It's pretty bad. It is the epitome of dumb. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I Who don't is know. this for? Because even if you like the Bajoran stuff, you, you got it. Like, this isn't satisfying, right? There aren't those, those people who love the rich culture of Bajor. <laughs> they don't like this silly devil worshiping stuff. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And what? it's like, yeah. 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 Okay, there's nobody who likes this. I, Even the I most can't imagine. diehard, yeah. the, the most diehard Deep Space Nine fans admit that this is garbage, right? <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't. I don't know if you if you have strong feelings. Give us a call nine one seven four zero eight three eight nine eight. I don't know if we're gonna listen to that or not. Well, I'll listen to it, but yeah. Well, we'll have to talk about what we're doing with that shit later. Uh. <laughs> but I mean, there is no thought to this it's just they get down there they say you the devil you know it, there's no yeah. reason they're just, what they're doing the the it's just pure dumb it's just dumb dumb it's just dumb. they're just ticking boxes that they broke is like this is what's going to happen and it's like well they decided this is going that what's going to happen with this plot line but they never stop to think why mm-hmm. uh, yeah 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 i mean i guess this is like the I mean, this is, I don't know. I mean, like, they're A, there's zero stakes. I mean, there's stakes, but, like, we don't f- see them or feel them. Like, right. it, you know, there's yeah. no, like... We eventually, no, it's going to be Unleashed Event Horizon. Hell's going to take out the entire universe or something. But it's like, when you have stakes that big, it's dumb. Uh, let me, Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Why didn't they tie it in? So that it would, they could at least borrow the stakes from the Dominion War. I think they're just too busy. <laughs> so <laughs> like why they, didn't they just sort of weave that that like somehow Cisco's you know like he like they're all got to do a job maybe Cisco yeah like why did you like yeah, this yeah, is yeah why just, didn't you do like, a good job writers why didn't just you just just <laughs> dumb. Yeah, I mean, and it and there's why did no they have to stakes? do it at all? Like they didn't. Yeah, nobody I was don't... asking for more Bajor. Like Paul, nobody was asking for more Bajoran stuff. No, but the 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 first episode of the show set up Bajoran stuff. You have to resolve this Bajoran stuff at the end of it. And no one's heart is in it, but they just felt like they had to do it. It feels like you know, like but oh, we had you to- don't have to do it with these characters. Is my point. You had Dakot and you had Kai win. And you didn't have to have them be these ha- like vaudevillian villains, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to I mean, do that, you could, like James said, you could have tied up his, the destiny stuff with 
the Dominion War. Right. I mean, yeah, they they could have, they should have. There could have been a Dominion War battle on Bajor that 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 uh, Cisco factored into somehow. I mean, there's or a if lot the of Paw Wraith somehow aligned with the Dominion. I mean, no, get the get out of here with all that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, you could have yeah. just. I mean, nobody <laughs> said that this thing had to end with Paw Wraiths. I guess they yes, they yes. set up that yeah, they yeah. set up that that they set up that the wormhole aliens had some sort of plan for Cisco. That's it. That's all you had to like come through. Yeah, I mean, oh. you know what you could have, you know, you're, you're totally it right. Been. Yeah, but it's like it's like my dad trying to I, teach me golf. It's like, why don't you do this? I'm trying to do it. You know, like why didn't you do a good job? Just do a good job. It's like, well, they were trying to. They they just didn't. Well, they could have. <laughs> one of the things they could have done is um, called back to in the first episode. What what was Cisco's job? It was to bring Bajor into the, into Federation, the Federation, which he yeah. didn't do. <laughs> So like it's like he didn't even get to do his fucking well, this, I, job. This whole series is a, well, he did his job because he switched bought like bosses basically. <laughs> Have, that's, that's what the show the show is really about a Federation captain who like becomes a religious fanatic. Yes, and that's it. <laughs> that's what Deep Space Nine is about. <laughs> And the friends we made along the way. It's definitely the friends we made along the way. And the, the friends way. we've made yeah. along the way. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's the biggest theme of this whole episode is saying goodbye to the friends we made along the way. And sometimes it works. If you, if you uh, you know, if you're not heartless, I guess. <laughs> but uh, sometimes it just doesn't work as well for some people. Uh, Kira's, I mean, yeah. Kira, ultimately, they don't botch Kira's story. Right, and I do think. Well, wait a minute. I do yeah. think. Oh, okay, now I'm interested in this. I don't think she's botched. I do think that she's sleeping through this. Oh. Like the energy level on, on this was pretty pretty tepid. I think. That, yeah. That it's Odo fine. is a bad boyfriend. <laughs> sure. Like, I think that what while well, watching all those Odo Kira scenes, you think that maybe that Kira des- deserves better. Right. <laughs> then, well, then Odo. How they didn't botch it for the most, because for the most part, she's not even thinking about Odo. She's thinking about how she's going to not die and, and take down the, the occupation. Get, unlike Ezri, she gets to think about doing like uh, space adventure shit instead of. She, it's not until the end that she gets to mope about her boyfriend. It's not yeah. like our friend Jadzia who spends the. Re- or our, not Jadzia, but our friend yeah. Dax who, who spends the end who? of the series. Who fits the end of the series? Captain, you have a call. <laughs> right. Captain, Captain, do you need more coffee? <laughs> yeah, right. Why was she back in her Bajoran uniform? Because I think because she went back to work for the Federation as or as. But the I major thought she thing. had a Starfleet commission. It's just a wartime commission. You know, she's there for that job. She has a contract. She's she's not she changed jobs. She, she yeah, had yeah. three pins. She was a like a you know. Mm-hmm. A, whatever a commander or but she colonel. Yeah, but yeah. I mean her her allegiance is ultimately to Bajor, so she goes back to working for them, right? Yeah, I guess we didn't have a scene though, uh, Wade, where she says anything about that. Or yeah, but she's, I mean, we got three and a half minutes of Vic singing. Yeah, but we I don't. Mean, I we know don't enough have... about her to know that's the case. But yeah, sure. I mean, I know I know enough about it too. I'm just saying that that's some some sloppy, yeah. underserved stuff. I mean, there's a big time jump. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Is there? Yeah, between when, well, between when Cisco disappears and when and the the back half of after the post montage and everything, there's a considerable amount of time. I think. How much time do you think? Long enough to 
you know. You don't see baby Cisco. That would have been a thing. You don't see little, yeah. little, 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 little. You little, don't? Yeah. So, I mean, that would have been some way to show a passenger time. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a there's enough time for normalcy to return, and this is the new routine on the station. The more things change, the more they seem I would have liked to have seen Willie Mays Cisco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that in the books? Is that his I, name? You know, no. I would have liked to have seen the six feet under thing where you follow and it's, you watch every one of them die. Lano, Kalap, share Lano. So I write down more. I won't go. Um, oh, there's wait. more. Oh, 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 is there more? Mik Rak, Dorat, Paran, Yelin Cha, Odo, Kostomojan, Shetachel, Terra, Noval, Duran. Yeah. And that's not I even the end. Looked in that, I don't know, man. Oh, oh. Yeah, they lost three dead and eight wounded in the battle. Uh, oh, and they're gonna go. St- we're gonna go storm the castle with the terrorist squad. We're, and isn't it funny how we're gonna st- storm the castle and slay the Dominion Beast in its lair, and we can't get inside? And they just have a laugh. Have them send the shapeshifter out to us. <laughs> and I was like, that's not really funny. That's that good. scene I- was awful. <laughs> I get that y'all are under stress, but uh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. It's like, well, no, I get that y'all, oh, it's we're laughing at the absurdity of it all, and but it was, was kind of weak. Uh, mm-hmm. then, yeah. Then the door is open because they can't kill Broca inside. They have to get blood everywhere. Take that shit outside. And that's when the door's open. So then we don't have to film it. it. We don't have to do it. Yeah. It's clean. You we... Because they're made of neutronium, those doors. Because they're like, oh shit. And that's when they, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm dying. I'm dying. That's what's wrong. That's the line the uh, sex grandma has. Uh, I'm going to die as a solid. You're the only solid I've ever trusted. And he's he's like, oh Mom. my God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the the way you the way you uh, talking to his boss scenes were sort of pitiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pitiful in that Jeffrey Combs is very good at playing pitiful. He or... is, yes, <laughs> yeah, or, or, yeah. It's just like I'm not quite sure the point of that scene either. Just to see him grovel and kiss up to the boss. Yeah, yeah, that's what Wayne did. I think just because maybe people a... like to see. Yeah, I think they were trying to give everybody a moment, you know? Right. Yeah, for, to, yeah. Yeah. Damar gets a moment where they're in the hallway and he gets shot and his final words are, keep. Keep. And he's dead. <laughs> keep going, I guess. More weight. Uh, yeah. yeah, he says yeah. he doesn't, they, that that was an ad lib. Oh, from really? From Casey Biggs. And he goes, I don't know what he's going to say at the end. <laughs> it yeah. really is for, like it's on, it's on memory alpha. Oh, uh, really? Well, mm-hmm. for freedom, for Cardassia. And he has a brave heart. They all have a brave heart moment, I guess. Uh, then, mm-hmm. then they take over the Fed. Yeah. There's only a handful of guards because they all are way you and send them all out to go just genocide the Cardassians. Then the, 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 uh, the Alliance is going over to free Cardassia and the Klingons are taking a big fight. And the Federation is just like, we'll, we'll just stay out here in orbit and take out the orbital weapons platforms. Well, I'm going to lose bunch of casualties up to 40 percent and more where the ground forces take cardassia because it's the space future and ground forces you know we mentioned before like why isn't everything just robots but it's because 
that's not interesting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or they, Star Trek didn't predict that much. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Garrett kills the final last. That was my last way. Uh, and then she's refusing. We will fight to the last man. You will fall. You know, victory. You might win, but the taste is will taste of as bitter as defeat. And then Odo's going to beam down finally. And, and Cisco, uh, calls his all right oh here you go commander kira it's like i thought she was a colonel but whatever uh that's fine he calls her yeah, commander that's true yeah. yeah it's like wait go, call her by her proper title she's colonel uh is colonel higher than a commander no I don't know. No. no commander's <laughs> higher okay so. yeah <laughs> she's she commander yeah, yeah. i'm not a troop I don't. <laughs> this isn't the Civil War, James. This is Bajor. You don't know that. That's <laughs> right. true. I don't. But I mean, generally, yeah. I think yeah. the commander is right under the right captain. I, of course, you're right. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. just <laughs> a dumb. Uh, Riker's a commander. Yeah. Uh, Cisco right. was commander in the, right. when the yeah. show started. So yeah. So she's the commander of that mission, I guess. So, so whatever. And then they, then you know, uh, the poison cup. Now, now, who cares about? Kai and Ducat, uh, he drinks the poison and does he die? Maybe. <laughs> this is so dumb. Uh, o- Odo's talking to Sex Grandma about you know as this is kind of the thesis statement of DS Nine almost like I'm well aware that the Federation has its flaws, but you know what? Believe me, I'm well aware that the Federation has its flaws, but a desire for conquest isn't one of them. So that's almost an anti-colonial thing that kind of clashes with a lot of other Star Trek out there. But, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, it's not in them. Except for when they give us all this disease that's killing us. Right, right. Well, people. that's not the Federation. That's Section 30. Well, whatever. You know, they, they're they not trying to... And the Klingons and well, the... That's tidy arrangement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dodo pointed that at himself. They have the cure. They're not giving it. That's the same as... That's the same as... Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but... Cisco lets him beam down, and he's gonna give Odo's goes like, "Oh, I'm gonna give you the cure." And Garrick is like, "Fuck that noise!" And and he's like, "Hey, hey, babe, uh, tell Garrick that it's okay. Shut, <laughs> Narice, shut up and watch me fuck my sex grandma." And and Narice is like, "Yep, okay." Uh, he said, "Put it down." Garrick, I like how unhinged Garrick becomes in that scene. Yeah, right. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah that was, I'm gonna make my. Uh, he brought the Andrew Robinson. <laughs> one thing about him, he always knew what to bring to the scenes. Oh yeah, like throughout the whole series, he was never wrong. He he never like had a bad, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. offering to the table. And he knew and it exactly was, like that. The, his level of mm-hmm. uh, of anxiety about them. Going, you know, linking up yeah, was yeah, like yeah. completely appropriate to the scene. Mm-hmm. And then they link real fast. It's like, all right, no biggie. We're it's done now. And she calls off the, you know, the battle. And it's like, oh, she's agreed to stand trial. No need for her to, you know. And they're like, oh, she's not going to go back and cure the rest of the founder. It's like, no, I'm going to go. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have that scene that you talked about before here with the poor one out for my dead homies or whatever. The <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But like Martok is like, this is fucking great. Come on, guys. And then Hand Sandwich and Cisco are like, this is kind of a bummer. These people are all dead. Honestly, every time I see a Cisco and Ham Sandwich in the same scene together, I, f- and I feel like he just does whatever Cisco's doing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. For for an admiral, he seems like an awful like a follower, right? 
What is I, there's yeah? A, yes, there's some character in something where it's like the the inept boss that can't do anything, but just has the subordinate that's the guy behind the scenes. You can say that like you could they could have done that in like a like the, that was the charisma of Benjamin Cisco mm-hmm. is that everybody just kind of like you know like ben, like he's like Ferris Bueller or something where everybody <laughs> right. that knows him sort of bends to him. So, but yeah, no, they don't. It's just that. They just hired a guy they were all comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. but but they didn't do that. Right. No. Yeah, we won't toast to dead bodies over bodies mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you know, it's the humanist perspective, like, you know, Cisco and Ham Sandwich, you know, it's commendable that they're like, no, I can't celebrate all this death and wanton destruction. But what's great about fucking Martok is like, oh, the humans, oh, he said mutter or something and cling on. You got judge. And just like the shot where it's, you know, it's it's a nice like the smile that Martok has when it's it's a close up of him with this shit like devastation behind him. He's just smiling and relishing it and just pouring it, drinking the big glugging the wines. Like, see, that's what makes Klingons great. <laughs> Fucking, they don't. They have a-, a good time. They have a good time. They enjoy life and they have a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's really like fuck. That's like that's like eighty percent to liking someone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I now somebody might have a good time in a way that you don't have a good time around him. So that's not like there's a compatibility issue, but like right, right. liking someone is mostly, you know, so I think that that's one of the, you know, one of the continuing flaws of, of start of one of the things that I would change just about Star Trek, if, if, you know, that I would inject into it is that there's not enough sort of good time <laughs> like these people aren't like you know and like i think it's somehow baked in the cake they don't they don't seem to be having like a lot of uh they don't seem to have like a lot of lives of the party right um and in a, in a way that would translates i think to modern generations i think that suave like i think i think to a certain generation jonathan franks is uh-huh. uh, charismatic and and a fun guy to be around but i don't think that translates to 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 younger audiences but Ah. um i would inject more sort of life and 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 good times and and smiling i don't know right these these captains should smile more yeah (laughs) come on you'd look pretty if you smile more uh sam sandwich they would but you know but also it goes back to thing my thing about like what i like about the klingons is there that's what makes them not human like it's right to be disgusted with this death and destruction, but the Klingons, they're different in that they do like it. That's like, and the show is like, you know what? That Klingon's going to Klingon, and that's fine, even though it's kind of fucked up if the humans were that way. But you know what? They're Klingons. That's just how they are. Mm-hmm. Infinite diversity, I guess. Uh, yeah. Insufferable Federation optimism. Oh, that's oh with the Garrick scene where. Garrick is like, what the fuck is going on with Garrick and Julian, where Julian, like, I I thought Alexander Siddiq's performance was why fine. He wasn't the guiding thing behind the scene, which is fine. His reaction of just being a sad piece of shit, like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> 800 million people are dead. That's a lot of dead Cardassians, and that's, you know... And Cardassia mm-hmm. will survive. Oh, please, Doctor. Spare me your insufferable Federation optimism. Of course it'll survive. But not as the Cardassia I knew. This is a rich culture, second to none. All our arts and literature, and it was the best culture. It was a life-full culture. And I was like, well, I'm, you know, 
maybe their literature sucked according to Julian or whatever. But uh, <laughs> but you know, for he's Garrick, a fan. Was, he's a he's a fan. So yeah, he's upset. Yeah. 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 His whole that whole spiel with Garrick, where he's figuring out what, the way how he's going to move forward is pretty great. Yeah, I don't have any other insight other than great Garrick is pretty great. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it, it was, it's an interesting, no. Not what I said earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we go back to the boardroom on DS9 where all of the most monumental shit happens in the most boring of uh, conference rooms. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. They sign the Dominion War Treaty and then they... And then, the, and then a great war 400 on years ago. On paper, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's 400 years ago in a costly war. We're, you know, and then they give a big speech of... What's that speech from? That Hans Andrews gives? It's like at the end of World War II or something? I don't know. Oh, I don't, rem- I don't remember. You, Rom no. could buy a bar by, by a thumbprint scan, but a... Yeah, war's right. got to be ended with a with a goo person signing a piece well, of paper. You know, I don't trust your <laughs> fingerprints, right? Yes. Just sign this X, uh, yeah, and then she goes off to jail, I guess. Uh, that, that that's right. It is sort of unimaginative. That whole sequence. It's just like the first thing, you know. Just like oh, they signed a piece of paper, you know, like at the Civil War or something. And so there's a desk, and and yeah, it's not. I need to know what war that the quote is from. Just I'll tell you, for... dollars to donuts because it's written by baby boomers who yeah. are trying, who are mm-hmm. all, got the the cloud of the greatest generation like hanging over them at all times. It's probably from World War Two. So right, yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay, yeah, no, it's yeah. It, of course, it's. Douglas MacArthur at Tokyo Bay after Japan surrendered. Oh, yeah. All right. See? So, yeah, there you go. So that's covered. Called it. <laughs> All good. Yeah. And then we're back at y'all's favorite edition, late edition to the show. Oh, yeah. Vic it's like Fonte. this. Okay. Well, it's okay. So it's like it's over. Right. And then, like, you're like, oh, like, oh, all these threads are, oh, oh, no, who do I, whose music do I hear? It's the parades. It's, right. Uh, and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, all, I, I don't know. It was just, it was a mind boggling of a momentum suck. I'm right. like, well, they're, yeah. s- they're slowing it down to say goodbye to everybody. Yeah, the song was, I'm not going to say that mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think the sh- song should have uh, at least been a lot shorter, fit more in your runtime that you could have done. Though I do like the, there's a little bit of uh, humor, yucks, with O'Brien's like, oh, where are we, we don't know we're going to live yet. And Worf's like, Minsk is nice. And they're like, oh, how about New Orleans? Minsk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris is good, Cassidy says. And it's like, no, Minsk. That, I guess so, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I found that amusing. Yeah. <laughs> Let Worf have a bit. Yeah, it was a good bit. Yeah, it was fine. One was time fine. one time in the entire series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, he's had a few bits in this one, but that was the best one, where he's like, oh, I'm going to kill him, and Jadzia said I don't have a sense of humor. The one name, one call out that Jadzia gets in this whole episode. And Jadzia said I did not have a sense of humor. Yes. She was actually on set for that party, I think. Yeah, she was on set for that. Oh, really? <laughs> because that is also the cast rap party. Oh. The in Vix, yeah. So huh. that was so she was there. On they couldn't have on... Esri pass in front of a mirror, then have Carrie <laughs> Farrell <Right. laughs> give her like a knowing wink in the reflection. Yeah, just like she's keep, like nodding and gives a thumbs up slowly. 
<laughs> she, she, she does just makes a hole and puts her finger in it and looks wakes and looks at Julian. <laughs> that is so so on the nose that I'm surprised they didn't do it. Yeah, well, it's because they wouldn't let her get in any of the mo- montage either, because because uh, uh, the product. There's so much bad yeah. feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't. Want, apparently, it's a whole thing. They didn't want to pay for the rights or something, because they would have had to give her money if they used her image or something. And yeah, they're pretty. They were pretty fucking skin flint. I mean, that's the whole story of like yeah. when Enterprise was pitched to Paul was supposed to be to Pal, right? But in order to do that, they'd had to pay the original writer of Amok Time a uh, dollar or something. <laughs> and so they were like, fuck it, we'll make the same character, but with a different, you know. Right, right. And, and so, we'll change a vowel. And that's yeah, it. we'll change a vowel. Very clever. So Yeah. Uh, Kira is like, oh, you're going back when? Oh, soon. Odo says, and he's like, well, you're coming back? So I could, but no, I won't. And it's like, oh, okay. That's cold. Uh, she's gonna she's gonna take him back to Goo Planet. Yeah, nothing less for the other. The dumb song. Uh, fucking, they couldn't. They got Keiko to show up at the beginning of this episode, but they couldn't even invite her to the rap party or get her on screen there at the end. Oh my god, yeah. I don't. They have some bad blood there too. I think. Uh, right. Yeah, they do all this all this work to get Ezri hooked up with. Julian, and then at the final scene, the seating arrangement is Worf and Ezri, then O'Brien on the other side of Ezri, and Julian's just sitting there, like, with his thumb up his ass. I don't know what he's doing, but it's like, he's not even <laughs> with his girl. Uh, more Costamogen talk. Petri, come to me! And then back to the party. And then, yeah, Cisco has a vision, and he has to go off and go to a phone booth to be Superman or something, and Steals a runabout or takes a runabout. He's the captain. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, I guess. But like, come on, man! How fast did he get to Beige? Like, the just like it was disco time cuts here. Like, it was like, all right, now he's on the planet. Well, you know, you're not, you don't know the the the, the, the sync from what happened. Like that when the yeah. sync up to what happens in the fire cave syncs with. You you're right. You don't. I have no clue because it happened in like I don't know how. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. The sink is weird. Yeah, they, they, uh, it may be that the, the Pyrrhith storyline could have been better thought out. <laughs> yeah, never. Uh, no, it's perfect. as. Yeah, no, there's, it could, could have been tightened up a little bit there, yeah. It could have been, yeah. Uh, Cisco fights the Balrog. Um, she lets her hair down. And then they don't know where he is. Some dumb. Like, it's also the whole point of Cisco is we just need you to bum. Like, we did all of this shit to bring you here to bum rush a motherfucker. Right. That was what. That's what Cisco's whole thing. They just needed someone to get there and bum rush a motherfucker. <laughs> and the book. Destiny. Well, he had to kill the book somehow. But dude, how did he do that? Well, by bum rushing. Yeah. When, once Gollum Kaiwen has the proverbial diving into the lake of fire, except she gets the book and she gets disintegrated by by the Sith Lord or something. So fucking stupid. Yeah, it's a little weak sauce that. Mm-hmm. That, that plot and everybody gets a montage how long whoa 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 how oh. that we're also one year away from that oh from yeah from, 
the, the yeah. Lord of the Rings, like because that was two thousand. The right? first one came out, yeah. Because I remember, because the second one was called the Two Towers. It was coming out the summer of two thousand and two. Uh, no, that was a little rough time so for that. So that was like, uh, yeah. Are, is this is this is this is this weird? Is this weird? We had a whole national conversation about. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing this? Are we really doing this? <laughs> right. It's a little weird, isn't it, guys? No. It's a... yeah. yeah. I was in New uh-huh. York at that time. Okay. Uh, there you go. <laughs> not, not, well, you were 2000, under, 2002 yeah. I was. In uh, the crater of the two towers. Yeah, no, I saw, I went and visited you there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only time I've been to New York was oh, right. that summer. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody, everybody gets a montage, except most of them are like in the last two seasons, and for Jadzia, I mean, Esri gets just Esri cuts, and mm-hmm. that's a little, a little awkward. <laughs> It did not go unnoticed by the fans at large that Jadzia did not get into that montage. No. The quirk, hey, Yodo, you're just going to get the fuck out of here without saying bye. And it's like, what? You know, you're not going to tell me that you love me, that you respect me? And it's like, nope. And Kira's like, it's okay. And then like Quark is like, nah, that, that asshole loves me. You can see it in his back. What are you talking about? That man loves me. Eh, I mean, that was fine enough way to, for them to leave things. <laughs> they don't, yeah. Uh, they have an understanding. I guess. I, you know, <laughs> between the two of them. I I mean, where, which ones do, I mean, are we, I mean, let's get to the end, I guess. Yeah. So. I mean, that's most of the end. And then, yeah, they get in the shuttle, they go to the goo planet and they're like, we don't like take, take two, take five seconds out of that dumbass song just to do a quick like wormhole cut, show a uh, runabout going into the wormhole before they show up on the goo planet. And look, there's some little bit. It just works better. It would just be a transition cut. That's all. It was just a weird yes, jarring. Yes, Rick Berman, we kickers of elves like looking at holes. <laughs> right. And we promise that we're going to see some holes, and we don't see holes. <laughs> oh, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we see some holes uh, in the plot, but but not the holes we need. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> them, them, them gaping space holes <laughs> that open up. Takes things inside of it. Um, uh, I'm on a goatsy joke, but nothing. <laughs> All right, this is that's how we need to end this podcast with the most obscenity that we can do. <laughs> uh, Would you guys want to guess what the people of IMDb think of this episode? Oh, wait, uh, wait, 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 I was wait, gonna wait. I was gonna. Are we at the end? The, there's we? a yeah. Morn has some Rogaine. Um, I'm gonna miss you most of all. It's going to be you, Kira, and then he goes and then goos, goos it up. Puts on a tux because she loves him in a tux, I guess. And Julian can't go to the end. And then we're, then there's a, a time cut of indeterminate length when things have gotten back to the status quo. Kira is in her Bajoran uniform on the in the office with the baseball. That's right. Julian can't go to the Alamo because that was where me and O'Brien went to... You know, uh, that's where he went with his boyfriend was to the Alamo, but he can play 300 with Esri at the, you know, do the Spartan thing. And and not and she cracks at his annihilation fantasies. He needs to see a counselor and a little bit of the in and out. Uh, and Kira shuts down a betting pool for the new Kai. Money's on Vedic Unktray. And then the final, final shot is Kira and Jake biggest moment i guess of the episode for jake is other than look crying at his dad's doll furniture is it's a pretty nice closing shot of the series though where it's them at the window 
on the promenade, and then it pulls out slowly. You know, the the best computer effects that 1999 could offer, to where it's just a pullback to the uh, this little station in the galaxy, the Milky Way or whatever behind it. It was. It's a nice. I thought that was a nice ending, closing shot of the show. The end. Sure. Yeah. It was. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It was all right. It was like a yeah. good. It was like half good. This whole thing was half good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I was a little bummed to say goodbye to my space friends. No, I agree. So that's what I was actually going to like quantitative it. Okay. So where? So with our core characters, if we could just sort of go down and say, do we? Are we satisfied? With where they ended, right? And I am like, so like with Cisco, would we just say yes or no? We're satisfied. No, I would say. I no. think we're gonna go with no, right? No, we're gonna I would go say, like. Are you gonna go down the line with in order yeah, of like yeah. rank or whatever? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought like because <laughs> I was going to do like if you could quantitative it, like how many of them had satisfying conclusion of the care of the core characters, right? And because I think Kira does, right. I think Odo does. Yeah. Would we all say that? With having him have to go back to his people. I guess he's li- going to liberate his goo people. He's going to, like, liberate his goo people, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From their own whatevers. He dumped his girlfriend. And he has to say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. You know, it was the first wife you have before you become who you are. You know, like, you got to shed <laughs> right. that. Like, before you were famous, you got to get rid of that wife. <laughs> and so, like, that's what he, he's like, you know, hey, baby. Uh, it's time for me to. Yeah, she's get, like, "Will you come back?" It's like, "Nah, we both know I ain't coming back." That's his like, like Johnny Cash's first wife is what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. He looked at her. He goes, "I gotta goo be with my people, right?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yes." So. I, I know my, my my June Carter is in that goo put- puddle somewhere. So yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. you know, so I I guess that's fine. Yeah. Um, I. I suppose I like O'Brien's. I was gonna say O'Brien. Yeah. What was O'Brien's point of this being in the series? Other than like his entire character arc was he didn't like a guy at work, <laughs> and then he became best friends with the guy at work, yes. and then he moved away from his this guy. Yeah, that's it's yeah. yeah. Can we just admit that of all of these actors, Cole Meany has had the best overall career of all of them yeah oh yeah he's worked for decades he's been consistent he is always in stuff Mm -hmm. like he's had a he's built a pretty amazing career yep yeah i saw him with denzel on broadway Uh, more than any advice on the show and his character is the like from for 14 years of things of being on the show or whatever you know from the first episodes of of tng till now he got a job at a, like he it seems like he's had the like we spent the most amount of time with him and that the show has cared the least about him. Uh, yeah. And it's sort of strange given that the actor is amazing and capable and embodies the role, and he's been with us for so long. It's weird that he has so little to do. He he just breaks up with his boyfriend. I think it's if the show is about the characters and he learns to go. To- he has an interesting. The show's. I mean, O'Brien was brought on because he was supposed to add a level of like realism on right. what it's like to serve in the Federation and have a family. And then you never show the guy's family. Yeah, you just show him doing dumb stuff 
with his dumb co-worker. Uh, it's you, not like a great... I, it wasn't a great move. I think I'm a little bit more on board with like... I mean, I do think Keiko... You'll was, never be he's, able to... He's, he's got a relationship be, with another lead of the show that takes focus. It's a bummer that his wife doesn't get more focus... But yeah, the, you have You'll your never two convinced leads. me that was that's a better trade off. But your leads care, you know, of the ensemble are the relationship that ends up mattering more than his wife. Not but, in an interesting way. I just don't in a sort I, of a well, dumb jokey way that they have to like joke about. That's your opinion, man. But uh, I, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I concur I with might, that opinion. Yeah, other I, people I mean, like I'm, it a little bit more, but they may be. But I, I mean, it seems to me that from just like character growth perspective. And I like that he's like this, you know, that that's a character type, the guy who's just good natured and always the same, the rock, you know, of a, of a person, you know, he doesn't go high. He doesn't go low. Hughes low ceiling was a low f- high floor, low ceiling kind of guy, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that, but because that's like the bread and butter of like the world, those kind of guys. You know, I think probably most people like to think like most sort of working class people like to think that they're that kind of guy, you know, and, and, and could see that in O'Brien. And it just seems in you, it seems like you had all of the recipe there to have a, 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 a really revealing character. And they just, sort of they never took the bait they never knew what to like yeah i mean and they, so at the end you have these two characters where the only thing that they have is that they are friends mm-hmm. but, um there's not particularly like you know like a like a, a show could get a lot of mileage out of a, a black guy and a white guy being friends because that would inform some sort of social commentary not but everything not, has like, to be I'm not like, saying I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there's not anything. And so sometimes there's the easy way of making it have social commentary. Sure. But like this is just like I don't know. Like there's not like I mean, they don't like I don't we, know. I just felt like it was just yuck yucks. We've defined Star Trek previously as what is Star Trek? It's about like adventures and hanging out with your space friends. Mm-hmm. And this is like their space friends and yeah, but the f- a focus of the show of their relationship being about the space friends relationship that's a choice that is a final yeah. choice for that me. was that wasn't that's a that wasn't my particular definition mine was mm-hmm. solving problems with your space friends yeah, problem, problem creativity of the song yeah, yeah, yeah. and they ne- they almost never do that in this yeah. show they almost never but, do that I in mean, the show that's fine but but you can broaden that out the space friends is like since the original series it's all about space friends that's what Star Trek is. Okay, it's, but like, okay, know. so, but, okay, so can you tell, is there a TNG character that has less character growth than Colmini, than O'Brien in DS9? The, like a main, a core wait, character. In, like wait, a, that, sorry, the, like a character from, in TO and uh, TNG. In, in TNG, that main character, so not like O'Brien. Uh-huh. But like, um, but like Worf, like Riker, Marina Sir, like Marina Sir, all of those, than DS, all than, of those over the course of those seven years had grown more as characters and had a, like sort of, you had felt like that you had passed through stages of their life and arcs of their life, and I just don't feel that with. I feel that with Kira. I feel that with Odo. I feel that with Worf and 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 just, I don't know. Jedzy is a mess, but or Dax is a mess, but I mean, but I like I just don't feel that with O'Brien. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like so. I mean, your question was, did anybody in TNG not grow as much as 
Orion doesn't grow in DS9. Is that what your question was? It does anyone in TNG have less growth than O'Brien does in DS9? Uh, Jordy doesn't really grow that much, for instance. That's true. Feel like, yeah. Jordy's whole thing is space friends with Data. Is, 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 he's friends with Data. Yeah. Yeah, and this is, you know, Miles and O'Brien's are the big space friends. You know. I mean, you're right. I mean, that yeah. that is, I mean, they're both uh, comparably underdeveloped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, so there's that. But I do agree that they could have done the stuff that y'all wanted to do, which they'd done with O'Brien. They could have done that and it would have been great. But, you know, I, what they did with having it be more about Julian and him, you know, it's a choice. And uh, it's maybe there are better choices, but it's a choice that works well mm-hmm. enough for me. So, so mixed on O'Brien. But overall, where he ends up with him going to be a teacher at, yeah, that's a nice way to. That's a nice out for him to to. No, no, no. It's yeah. earned. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Mer- You know, it's a meritocracy. So we're we're good on O'Brien. So where are so, Dax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so Julian, is, are we happy with his where he ends up? <sighs> he just ends up with a girl breaking up with his friends. Yeah. yeah. No. Julian's boring. Yeah. There's nothing. He's he's a nothing burger at the end of this. Right. He, he just sits there and reacts to things. So no. Well, I'm, I mean, I guess yeah. what it is, what bothers me most about the Julian stuff is that it was almost as if the show felt like he was entitled to a woman. Yeah. And, and they, that's it, it does because he came off as the horn dog. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry, guys. Bashir gets a lady, guys. Right. Like that. That was sort of the promise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's what's sort of, and it's so much so to the point that it's not even a believable thing, you know. Yeah, I've never actually gone to battle with a girl I've fucked before, is like a line he has on the show. <laughs> like, like, okay, great, you got laid, Yeah, great. Yeah, I think that you're just supposed to be good, good job, good, yeah. good congrats on the sex. Right? Yeah, yeah good. But okay, so they've struggled a... to do figure out anything to do over this. They've struggled with Julian as a character the most. I feel like mm-hmm. of anybody, and then they struggled with this at the end. They're just like, I don't know. He just reacts to what the other people, his friends, have, are going on with their lives, and he's. But he doesn't even. He's still got the same job. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. He don't even. He's, he's, he doesn't get a promotion. So Worf, are we? I mean, I feel like the Worf being immersed more and more into the politics of Klingon is is the arc for him. You know, mm-hmm. that only complicated by the fact that I think he's the security officer on the enterprise and nemesis three years later. So, um, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, or insurrection that comes out later that summer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And so it goes, we know from you know. the, the TNG finale that he's ends up being ambassador mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, well, here's the ambassador. I guess he get takes a step back and then he yeah. gets, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe he goes to vacation, and then that's when the nemesis happened, or I don't know. So, anyway, <laughs> so, I, I don't know, I find that, I, I think that's a fine place to end it. I'm satisfied with mm-hmm. Worf, are we all? He gets to go targ hunting with the Chancellor, and, he, and Martok's very excited to, finally, an ambassador I can actually have fun with. Quark, I guess, is supposed to stay the same, and that that's your, mm-hmm. your sort of, you know, that's the... He's a constant. Right. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. Okay, so, like, more than half of the cast has an unsatisfactory ending. Oh, did you count Quark as unsatisfactory? 
No, I mean, I don't know. You sort of. Yeah. It's fine. When, I think it's it's fine. It's, yeah. I mean, I guess ROM was satisfactory. Yeah. ROM yeah. has actually, like like what James said at the beginning of our pod, tertiary, tertiary character. characters have got, yeah. got treated very, very well. Nog. Mm-hmm. Nog, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah. ROM, I guess ROM, too. I mean, yeah. ROM and Nog both got full-blown arcs with yeah. game mm-hmm. character. Did they accidentally? Did they accidentally? This is I don't understand how they did these three characters so well but muff everybody else. <laughs> I think that it I think that the show probably it seems to me that the show was so owned by Iris Stephen Bear and Iris Stephen Bear's interest in idiosyncrasies. And I think that he was drawn to certain characters, uh backed by Ronald D. Moore's draw to Martok and, and Worf. So you get this sort of perfect storm of these guys in control who didn't pitch the show. So, you know, Avery Brooks is a Michael Piller character. Even Kira is a Michael Piller character. Mm -hmm. But so as Iris Stephen Bear took over the show and as the, as Ronald E. Moore came over and, and, and uh, Robert Hewitt Wolf came over, they, they just, you know, the show got taken over by people who weren't there in the original pitch Right. And right. So you have, or or was on J. Michael Straczynski's pitch, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, depending on who you believe. Yeah. So you have those these these guys coming into the party and f- you know making their own characters. That's what you do. Right. That's what every writer does. Is that I I feel like that you know I didn't create this character, but I like this one. So this one's getting all the play now. Right. And and I feel like that was where it was. And so. And that's fine when you're watching it the first time because you're right. You're watching Rom and Nog and and Martok and Garrick, and they're they're great. And they they have less of a spotlight on them too. So like yeah. there's less focus or like pressure mm-hmm. that you have to do something with these guys and you can yeah, just like yeah. let you them Yeah, you can't. Be. Yeah, you couldn't make O'Brien kill somebody because you know he's on somebody's backpack. Right. You know that year. So <laughs> right. And their story can progress as it needs to progress. It's not like oh we got to whip out a oh. Uh, Berman said we had to do a Martok story this week. It's like, no, nobody's telling them they have to do that, you know? Yeah. So I think that you have this... So that's why I think the interest was just the fire was there. But when you're all told, you do... But they also didn't cycle these characters out. So it's not like that, like, if O'Brien... If they had felt like they had told all the stories they could tell with O'Brien at the end of season four, and then he comes, and then, Mm -hmm. you know... Then you got Rom as your engineering representative in the cast and you know you can whatever you know i don't know move around and and get rid of some of these characters like big shows like Grey's anatomy or something does right but they didn't do that either so like you just stuck with o'brien you know yeah (laughs) being used for other interests than he was earlier in the show right 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 yeah um was there anybody that we're missing no, so I'm just like, you know, so just sort of thinking about it, you're just like, well, how how successful was it as a as a conclusion and I and yeah, I I, I feel like that it's it's very dangerously made. I think it's only as successful as the rest of the series yes. as a conclusion. So, I think, you know, halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the- it broke new ground, but then, you know, it 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 other stuff was undercooked, so Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's the 
the other question is like, all right, so now how do we feel with our uh, central thesis when we started of this is a prequel and everything? You kind of kind of stepped into it a little bit just then. James like, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I think we I think we should have a separate episode where we talk about the okay. whole series the legacy. on the whole. Okay, all right. Yeah, the legacy. I can it. do that. And, okay. I mean, we don't have to do it right now. No, no, I agree. Right I agree. now, but yeah, I think mm-hmm. we should. I think that should be the uh, our epilogue or whatever, right? Yeah. Where we focus on our thesis and our overall thoughts on the series. Okay. Yeah. I. I mean, I guess that would be the next question. Like, all right, now we're done with Deep Space Nine. What well, are we? Yeah. Well, are we gonna? I because we were gonna rate this all as. Are, is that what you were gonna say? We were gonna rate it all as a ten episode arc. Oh well, sure. That's that's that, that's one way side place it could be going out. Yeah. What? No. Well. Well. Oh wait. Okay. I thought you guys were going to figure out what the IMDb people are. You guys. Oh, you wanted to rate it as one episode, like your rewatch on one arc. Yeah. Well, that's what well, that was the idea you had. Ten when we weeks when we started. Ago. Yeah. I guess I would put. I would probably put this at like a five. I might have a 50-50 chance of re, like revisiting all this entire arc at some point. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I'd put it at a well, I'd put it at a um, six or a seven. I might not watch all, I might skip around through it, honestly. Uh, I'd skip maybe some of those early Bajor heavy episodes, especially knowing how the Bajor story fizzles out at the end. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna. I think maybe think I'm gonna have to go like a three or four. Like I'm trying to think back on real memorable sequences or scenes. Yeah, and I mean it's it's pretty messy, brah. I guess I liked it when when Worf killed Martok because Martok was being Morris Day from the the you know the purple Galron. Galron, yes, Galron, not Martok. Yes, so I guess I like that a lot, but. But, yeah. you know, I, and so like there's moment, I was thinking about moment scenes, but like, hey, it's not, not a ton of stuff. Do you think there could be like a Topher Grace cut of this finale where you cut out all the Bajoran stuff, like where he famously recut the prequels into like a 90 minute movie that it actually works that nobody's seen? I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's overcooked. Yeah. I mean, you would have to cut the whole stuff, the whole stuff out of the end, and then you know you're not. Are you leaving the? Em- you got to culminate the emissary stuff from the early, you know, from the whole show. So even if you cut it out, yeah. Have you ever tried to unmake soup? Tires the situation. That's yeah. what the situation is. Then you're not. Then it's not as satisfying as a conclusion on like the premise of the show, right? Because at least we give Cisco an arc, other than he want to war that he started sort of like you know like well, he didn't start that war no i know but i'm not but um you know so I, you don't really you need to sort of have a satisfying conclusion to all of the beige or emissary wormhole alien shit right and so if you cut that out then it's there and if you put that in there it's 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 a mess and then it's a mess in other ways right uh i mean i guess the real tragedy is what if jedzia was kept on as uh, on the on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, you know maybe if maybe if they had plotted it smarter, right? Like <laughs> that was seems like with a cons, and I don't just mean like write better. I'm not saying that, but it seemed like that they really did struggle with 
it, it seemed ultimately surprisingly underthought how it all fell together. And so yeah, they're I've, just writing one scene after the other. And, yeah, and then they written them, and then you know. And so, so I think more proper planning. Like and, they, they didn't go back. Yeah, and because it also like it doesn't give you time. This is my favorite clip of that I shared with you guys know it because I've shared it with you maybe a couple of times is uh, David Lynch having a like a fucking fit on the set of Twin Peaks Returned and he's like we don't have any fucking time to plan we don't have any time we don't have time to get fucking dreamy <laughs> like and so <laughs> I was and I felt like that was the show is that they were working to it and so they don't have like a time to like go hey you know we just do this scene this scene this scene this scene that could be boring so like do you want to like is there a spice is there something we can add to it to sort of elevate this 10 minutes or 15 minutes like then i don't feel like they're doing any of that kind of thinking right that i think that's just ideas to final script and and so yeah i think that's ultimately that's the, the those those two things poor planning and the lack of a major character that story wasn't concluded in any real way and forced you to do dumb shit all season with another character i i think that's that's the real tragedy of the seventh season hmm. but um yeah. that's sort of my final thoughts i guess yeah you're, you're not wrong about any of that yeah I was, I felt a little bit, you know, like it was like, oh, I'm coming home from camp now and I got to leave all this stuff behind. <laughs> and I mean, that's what you leave behind. So, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I do feel like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they did enough to make me want an eighth season. No, 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 at no, this no, point. no, 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 no. So, so, I mean, obviously we, we think of it as like a concluded thing, but like in the moment... I felt like if I was a fan in 1999 of this, I felt like that I would think, mm, yeah, get off the state, you know, finish your story, you know. Right. That, no, I, it, yeah. I would, yeah. So I feel like it's perfect uh, setup for like a 20 years later, eight season kind of thing, except sorry, it's not going to happen. You get that documentary where they pitched and that's as much as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, everything. We live in a world of reboots, remakes, and they're uh, they're getting a sequel to the Last Starfighter. I heard, and really, all, I love yeah, the Last Starfighter. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just they're or, counting on that. Wait, they're yeah, counting yeah, on it. Yeah, it's yeah. just gonna be. Hey, me. I remembered that. I love it. Yeah, and so you could. In, I mean, I've, all the actors are. Yeah, I don't know, but like, I'm. Mean, it wouldn't put it past me if Picard, the show, takes off. You could start seeing this kind of stuff re- rebooted or remade. And anything, as we watched a series of sequels made 20, 30, 40 years after the fact, we've had a whole slate of that. We got Top Gun Maverick coming out soon. Right. We're getting our old lady Punky Brewster. That's <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> we got our Fuller House and Picard too. <laughs> Everything is theoretically interesting to revisit right every character is interesting because live doesn't go the way you expect and you know things can interrupt in the interim and and where who you are as a young man is not who you are as an old man and we you know that and stories about that are interesting you know and so any story is potentially interesting to come back and revisit it so yeah, I, I and so and I and I think in our minds it's always um, 
you know, it's always good because it's exactly right. how we picture it. Yeah, that's a problem. In your mind, it's a great idea, and then execution is usually... Um, yeah. It's not what people had in their mind, and then they end up disappointed. Yeah. So I feel like if you had asked me early on, would I want to see this picked up or more of this? Of course I would have. Mm-hmm. I was. I love Deep Space Nine. And it, it, it's maybe a testament to the years that we made this over, but we also, I feel like it, I've, I've, I've had to watch a lot of things that uh, I like uh, uh, being turned into something that makes me unhappy, not just uh, either, either through sucking, like Star Trek Discovery, or, or being good, but the, f- like, the culture around it, f- sucking Star Wars. Oh, okay. so, like Rick and Morty, what? Oh. Uh, uh, Rick and Morty, Star, Star Wars more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, Star Wars is an actual, like, just right. a bummer now, oh, and, yeah. and that that I mean, and, and then all of the sort of in, emptiness and shallowness about the culture, uh, these you know sci-fi things that I loved that exists only because I have spending money and I was a nerd, right, right. <laughs> so like those two things uh, make it sort of a perfect storm, and and I don't know. So I I think. I don't want to see more of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Just because I don't want to see more of anything that I like now. Just for a <laughs> while. I just want to take a pause. Sure. <laughs> like from giving me thing, you know, hey, do you hey James, you remember when? Well, how about, you know, that Mad Lib is now. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't want that for a while. All right. Well, do you want to guess what the people of IMDb think of this episode? I bet they fucking love oh, it. Oh, they fucking love it. I bet it's going to be in... Dare we? What were you going to say? I was going to say 8.7. I was going to say 9. It's at 8.7. Whoa, yeah! shit. Whoa! Landed on and finished it on a nail. Oh. Yeah. Came Look out at my dismount there. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. All right. All right. Well, so now you, I mean, that's the last thing. Uh, so uh, when Donald Trump hears this episode, now he will just always remember that you got them all right. That's right. Uh, he, <laughs> he He's very great. He nailed them every week. I nailed them. Well, he nailed them sometimes. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, Wade, do you want to tell people how they can get a hold of us? Um, yes, you still can. I get a hold of us, I believe. If you want to give us a call, and we got some calls to go through, I guess, at uh, 917-408-3898. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Kickers Podcast. He's back in pod. This is when the fun begins. It's all yeah. the back end stuff. Right. No. And uh, also, but the best way is uh, to give us money. Keep You can keep, I, you know, we're done with all the episodes, but I'll, we'll, Keep going to patreon.com slash kickers of L's. We have other offerings to offer you. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. We have other podcasts. We got bonus podcasts and all sorts of stuff on there. Patreon.com slash kickers of elves. So yeah, do all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, boom, for Wade James boom, and myself, boom, 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 three to beam out. I want to thank you for it. What is that song? It's Carnival, right? It's not. Like that, that's the song that Michael Scott sings as he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Natalie, but the, oh, it's the Carnival. No, no, it's not. Uh, yes, it's the, the parting song and everything.
right. All right. I need to stop this recording. Oh, yeah. Me. Oh, fuck, guys. I wasn't recording at all. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's like I don't even buy that anymore. Wow. You're still here? Is this the end? Well, I won't say goodbye now. I want the chance to hear you complain. Lano kala bosher lanu novala parat karana mokado bajab kose nuso makora kajani lano kala kos emojin fire. Oh, sorry. Oh, I write down more. Oh, there's more. Mik rak dorat paran yelin chaoro kosta mojan shetachel tera noval deran. Yeah. This was fucking gross. Dorato kal petri paran. Kosta mojan come to me. It's pretty bad. It is the epitome of dumb. Please don't leave me behind.